Hello and welcome to Girl Going FM. I'm Kate Nash, your lovely host. Sometimes I'm a mean one, but today I feel I feel nice. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties that we uh, just had. We don't know what they were or where they came from, but Cameron fixed them, so we don't care. Um, okay, so um, I am doing this live on air and also live streaming on you now. Um, if you want to watch the show you can watch it at younow.com forward slash kate nash girl gang um i don't know if i can handle this yet i'm gonna see if i can keep up with it it's like it's like kind of like rubbing my belly and tapping rubbing my belly in like that circle thing i can't even say this and then tapping my head at the same time i'm like having to hold a fucking selfie stick and answer questions on the live stream and answer questions on twitter if i get through this i'll feel like i'm really really talented uh, a talented human um, so hey, everyone that's tuning in on the live stream, we've got Taylor, Becca, Alaya, Durka, Grant, um, Howdy Girl, <laughs> um, Elder Dolls, nice, Olivia, thanks for tuning in. We have some questions um, that have come in on Twitter and through uh, the Gmail. Um, but first I'm gonna like talk about my own stressful day that I had yesterday. So um, I'm just going to turn the live stream camera around to show you who's with me in the studio. I have my beautiful companion, Stella, um, with me in the studio today because now I'm never going to let her ever leave my side. She's coming fucking everywhere with me from now on. Um, yesterday I was um, in my bedroom and um, there's builders. I've just moved into a new place and there's some builders that are working on some stuff in the back because the landlady's like building this like guest house thing in the back. And um, it was, it all happened really fast, but basically the builders rang the doorbell and I went to answer 
Um, and that, but they or they opened the door and just like came in without me answering and they left the front gate open and by the time I'd like come out of my bedroom to the front of the house my dog Stella had completely disappeared and they were kind of like your dog like oh no and I was like what the actual fuck was just fucking happened it it was just like I literally at first I was like what's going on like I didn't even realize anything had kind of happened and then and then I looked out and like, I just, she, she runs so fast. She's like, she's like Wolfman or the Hulk or something. Like she has superhero powers and she just had completely disappeared. Um, and so I just ran out of the house. Um, I just put my converse on and just like started running and there's all like hills around where I am. So it was like, I was like, I'm never going to be able to like catch up to her or find her. And, um, I was just like running up this hill, like just crying and hyperventilating and screaming Stella and couldn't see anything. And the guy told me that he'd seen her like run up this hill. So I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, fuck, I'm just going to, I'm going to like go get my car because I'm not going to catch her on foot. So I um, ran back to my house and like, my boyfriend just came out of the house and I was like, I'm getting my car. And he's like, I'm going to walk down this way. He's like, just drive around. So then I like just started like driving around. Oh my God, it was so horrible. I had this like, I just thought of all the worst things that could happen because there's a busy street near my house. I was like, she could be fucking hit by a car. I was like, loads of dogs and like she could like, she can jump fences. So I was like, she could get in trouble and like get in a fight with another dog or something. And then I, I had this realization once I'd like been driving for like 10 minutes and couldn't see her anywhere. I was like, I could never see her again. And then I just started like sobbing in the car and I almost crashed three times and I did reverse into someone. And like they like fucking I could see that they were like taking a picture of my license plate and I just like came out of the car and I had like black makeup all down my face and I was just like I just lost my dog I just fucking lost my dog I don't know like I was like if you want me to fucking pay if you want me to pay for the damage just fucking here's my number and they were like um that's okay <laughs> just please go away and I was like Aah. and then I like started driving around again and then I was like okay I need to get my phone because um I am just fucking panicking here and so I don't know what to do 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 and I drove home parked like with my windows fucking open didn't lock the car like ran up the stairs and I walked into the house and Zach and my dog like Zach and Stella were just there and I just literally like opened the door and like my knees collapsed and I just like put my face was like pressed onto the floor and I just cried and then Stella she's like actually look she's kind of embarrassed now she's like turned around she's like I can't believe you're fucking talking about me on radio she's kind of embarrassed look at her she kind of is she's kind of upset she knows I'm talking about it and she like came up to me and sort of like licked me and then like walked away and then she was like panting, just like <laughs> with a huge smile on her face. Um, and then I hugged her and then she has like blood on her paws and like blood on her neck. I, li- I just, ha- it's so weird that I'm like, I'm never going to know what actually happened and like where she went. But uh, Zach said that she was sitting outside the front gate when he came back. He came back to like look for me or get my- his phone or something. And she was sitting there. So I'm really impressed that she actually remembered where we lived because it's a new address but yeah that was my day yesterday so it was um it was like really 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 stressful (laughs) um 
so Cameron Audio is saying everyone press the thumb. <laughs> everyone press the thumb, guys. Everyone press the thumb. Um, okay. So now I am going to uh, go to some of the questions that we have on Twitter. Um, and Rodrigo has asked, what other categories of film that you watch? Um, well, I really love horror movies. I really, really, really love horror movies a lot. I love like old zombie movies. I'm obsessed with zombies because I love thinking about the apocalypse and the end of the world. I don't know why, I just do. Um, I really love it. Um, and I like being scared. I think I've got like a little, like less capable of being scared as I've gotten older, but I still love to watch horror movies. And even though I'm like, I don't know, I watch, I go into it knowing what I'm doing to myself basically, because I do get nightmares and I do get scared at night. So I'll basically like, I'm putting myself through a hard time, but I really, really enjoy it. Um, I went to watch Zootopia last night. And I have to say, like, that movie was amazing. And I don't watch a lot of animation. Um, I watch, like, the classics, like Toy Story and shit like that. But I I don't know. Even though I always enjoy them, I'm never like, oh, I really want to go and see the new Pixar. I'm always a bit like, oh, really? But any time I do, I always really enjoy it because they're amazing and the stories are incredible and animation just gets better, like, every single time I fucking see it. Like, when the car when the cartoons, they're probably not even called cartoons. God, I'm so old. Um whatever they're called, the animations get like wet. It, they're like, there's one thing where they're like, they, I, they're like, have been soaked. They've been like flushed down a toilet and going through the sewage system. And they look actually wet. I was like, well, this looks really crazy to see like a texture on top of an animation. Um, and the story was really political. It was all about like sexism and racism and like just homophobia and just kind of like, being yourself and being judged by like the, it's all about like prey and predators and 90% of Zootopia is made up of prey and so the predators are being drugged to go savage and there was even like little details in there like um there was one my favorite part of the movie was where the rabbits the rabbit family found out that um there's a rabbit cop basically and she's trying to figure out this case of this missing predator and her family are describing um, are describing like sorry I'm getting distracted now by Twitter and you know I'm like ah, I can't handle it anymore <laughs> um, but yeah the rabbit family are like oh the rabbit cops like what she went savage and the rabbit family are like well I wouldn't say that she went savage and I thought that was like so on point about how like um, basically like black people or minorities are like described in the media when like like there's been when something bad has happened in comparison to like white people it's like it was just so politically like on point with what's happening and making such a cool point about I don't know I just I didn't I had no idea I actually had hope I was like wow it's addressing racism and th there's hope for the future because sometimes like at the moment when you just hear all this like Trump bullshit, you had just fear for everyone and you think, okay, the end of the world is nigh and we're all gonna like, there's gonna be some like crazy apocalyptic revolution and we're all gonna die or something. Um, but watching that movie, I was like, oh, there's hope, there's hope because it's being addressed in like a fucking huge animation movie and that's like really fucking cool. So yeah, I would really recommend seeing Zootopia. 
Um, thanks for giving me all these like thumbs up and heart signs and all this stuff. Um, yes, you should definitely go and see Zootopia. Uh, do I watch The Walking Dead? Karina H said, yes. I mean, oh my God, do you not even know I have my own fan show of The Walking Dead called The Stalking Dead, which goes live actually tonight on Shop XSN on YouTube. Um, so I'm going to be watching, I basically watch the new episode and then um, I like discuss the show and have guests on and stuff and uh, you should check it out. It's really awesome. Um, what is my dog okay? Douglas, I think that we've answered that question. Thank you for asking, but Stella is okay. She's, she's a super dog. Um, what else have we got? Will you be growing your hair to the length that it is in this picture? <laughs> Oh, and that's the crazy lady that I posted. Yes, I'm trying to grow my hair so that I can like throw it down. I have like loads of stairs now in my house and I want to throw it down and be like Rapunzel, Rapunzel or whatever that shit is. Um, okay, so um, we have some agony aunt questions and I have, some, I have something to talk about today also about girl gang that I want to uh, basically tell you about and ask you to be involved in. Um, so... I'm going to like play another song right now and then I'm going to get to uh, explaining um, some, I think some pretty exciting news for Girl Gang uh, and the future of Girl Gang. So please stay tuned. I'm Kate Nash. You're listening to Girl Gang FM on Bedrock FM. Um, you can be tuning in via bdrk.fm or uh, I want to shout out and thank you to TuneIn um, who make this possible. And uh, oh my God, my eyelashes are stuck together. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you can download, there's a free app, TuneIn, and there's loads of cool other like podcasts and radio stations on TuneIn as well to check out. So I would really recommend doing that. Um, okay, so we have some more questions coming in from Twitter. Uh, if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Um, I think that I would probably tell myself to just, hmm. I feel like when I look back at my younger self, like when I was a little kid, I was like just crazy and clumsy and just running around, like doing whatever I wanted to do and getting hurt a lot because I was just like a crazy, clumsy risk taker. And then I remember like once us playing, me and my sisters playing in the garden, I have two sisters, one older and one younger. And um, we were playing in the garden and it was like snowing and we had these like big long sticks and we were like, I don't know, we had, we'd played so many like crazy imaginary games and we'd be out there for hours. And it was like one of the best times of my life actually. And I remember almost stabbing myself with this wooden like pokey stick where I was like, I would always get really embarrassed when I had accidents. I would always get like really, really embarrassed and not tell anyone, but I like made my stomach like bleed because I was like playing too hard. Like, I can't remember what we were doing, but I feel like I was like pretending to ski or something. And then I just like stabbed myself in the stomach. Um, so when I was like really young, I kind of think I was like on the, like, like I was just like being a risk taker and that was cool. And then when I became a teenager, I definitely was more just about like daydreaming. And I was really scared of like talking to boys and like, I was really shy and not, not really like confident to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know. It took me, I think like when I, what, what changed for me there is I went to like to study theater at the Brit school in London, which is like a free performing arts school. And, um, I started like performing and doing like monologues and like writing scripts and like performing on the stage, like in a theater show. Sorry if you can hear Stella drinking, she's really loud. Um, but that, that's like a really different, is it really loud, Cameron? It's, no, it's not. Okay, good. From here, it's like, it's gross. <laughs> um, yeah, when you like perform on stage in, in theatre, it's like you're so vulnerable and it's like so scary. And that kind of changed me. Honestly, that's where I like, you just, you have to be confident and you just become comfortable with these like weird silences and like, I always remember like th watching theater and being like, oh, I hate the noise of like hearing people just like walk or move or something rustle. I was like, it makes me so like cringe and uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, like by the time I left the Brit school, that was like my favorite thing was just to like enjoy the silence and the noises. And I just was so comfortable with that. So, uh, you know, I eventually did sort of get confidence in myself and felt more comfortable with who I was. But I think there was definitely a period from like 12 to like 15 or 16 where I was just really like uncomfortable, nervous, shy, geeky, just didn't really know what was going on with my body and and just daydreamed a lot and like listened to tapes. But I would I would probably encourage myself to just like be a bit more of a risk taker in my in my teens and just kind of like not be so scared because yeah, I was safe, you know, I have like a loving family and I think that's like always gonna keep you safe. Um, so um, the thing that I kind of wanna, we've got people tuning in from Germany, from New Zealand, this is awesome. Oh, someone says I, c I can hear a constant slurping noise in the back. <laughs> That was Stella, my dog. Um, and uh, someone just said, I don't trust men, which is random, but good for you. Um, 
Um, so, okay, so here's my news about Girl Gang. Basically, I have been working on um, a lot of things Girl Gang related for, I would say, since 2009. Um, I started like playing shows in 2006 and by 2007 August 2007 I had a number one record um and I was like doing worldwide touring um and this was something that you know just I was like I don't have anybody in the music industry in my family like no one in my family's like ever sort of had any experience with like fame or anything like that so it's like this crazy feeling and experience for like I just didn't really know what was happening and I just kind of had to go with the flow and learn as I went along. Um, and then, you know, I like took a break after my first record to like write my second record and just kind of like move out. I was like living in my parents' house in my like tiny, like 15 year old self's bedroom and living out of suitcases and everything was a mess. And I was like, I need to move out and like just have some life experiences and adult because all I'd really done is like gone to school and then toured um and you know um I experienced a lot of sexism like a lot of sexism in the music industry in with media in particular the way that I was like treated as like a teenage girl um I wish I could have like I don't know it's like it was especially back then I feel like it probably happens a little bit less now because like feminism is like cool again cool again it's cool you know it's like we have people like Taylor Swift and like Beyonce like it's it's in popular culture rookie mag Tavi Gevinson like feminism is like has like a new lease of life which is awesome and I feel like people stand up for people that are bullied more now and it's like not acceptable to just be going around calling women like fat ugly and like giving them shit for like imperfections in their body. Um, but when I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20, um, 21 and like on the road and in the media, it was acceptable. And I was called like too fat to be a pop star and ugly. And like my acne was like, I always point out this one because it was just like, so like, I'd just seen it happen to a lot of women before where they do, you know, in magazines where they like have a red circle around some kind of imperfection on a woman. And it was like my acne. I had really bad acne because I had like a lot of stress. So I always break out around here when I get stressed. And they were like highlighted in a red circle. And I was just like, this is fucked up. Like, and I kind of, I guess, took that and like thrived off of it because I felt like it was unacceptable. And I had so many young female fans looking up to me and listening to me and like literally like, there'd be girls in the front rows of my shows just like with my same haircut and like wearing the same like kind of vintage dresses as me and the things that they would share with me after shows and like on MySpace because that was the main thing that we used at the time was just really open and really like about sharing um and like what my music and like me had kind of like done for them and helped them through so I realized there was like a lot of power in like what was happening and that I also had a responsibility as like a role model for these girls and I wanted to do something with that rather than be like scared of it or you know brush it off as something that wasn't you know because I always remember hearing in interviews people would be asked like oh how do you feel about being a role model and people got really uncomfortable with that question a lot of the time and then I I didn't to be honest I was like you know that's amazing that's like such a cool thing to have happened and it feels like a responsibility and like 
it's like a platform to to make some positive change which is exciting and I believe in change I believe in like revolution and like changing the world and trying to make things better like I always always have believed in that well it just started sounding really weird is it sounding weird out there Cameron I don't know if we're having technicals but please excuse if we are um but yeah so I so anyway I kind of got like bitter about all the sexism that I was experiencing the way I was talked to the questions I was asked about my body like about like being sexy and like how you just like loads of things that I thought were really inappropriate and just I would like you know also like men weren't wouldn't be asked the same things in interviews so I had a problem with it um but at first I got really angry and I also found out a bunch of statistics that there were like way less female songwriters, way less female performers, musicians. Um, and at the same time as finding that out, I was being asked the question like, wow, there's so many women in music now, isn't it great? And I kind of was like, well, there's like 10 of us. There was like me and like Adele and Florence and the Machine and like Lily Allen and, and, and like there was like a lot of female pop stars, but it wasn't really a lot. It wasn't this, like in comparison to like how many like m bands full of men there are, which no one goes like, wow, wow, isn't it great for you now? There's like loads of men in bands, like how crazy, like it's just normal and allowed. And like as something as like a woman, you always have like a different label. You're always like, it's always made a big deal if there's like more than one of you doing something, like people like can't be fucking believe it. Um, and that's why a lot of women, I think, get frustrated with being like tagging stuff as like with like girl or like woman or like talking about it too much. Like, what's it like being a woman in music? And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> what's it like being a person? Um, but I, I kind of like embraced it rather than shied away from it because I think that like it is amazing to be a woman and it is different and we are like totally different. And to I want to like embrace that and celebrate it rather than shy away from it. Um, and also like girls need opportunity and to be pushed and encouraged because globally there are a lot like women are you know the there's a higher percentage of women in poverty like that aren't in education that are in parts of the world women like you know it's still I mean it's still frowned upon to like not have a son like to carry on the family name like there's loads of Chinese baby girls that aren't adopted um you know I've learned a lot about like the Middle East through the Malala fund um, about the way girls are treated and like, it's like illegal to go to school. Malala was like shot in the head, like because she was like going to school and she was a teenage girl. Um, so there, sexism is a real thing. And anyone who says that we don't need feminism is pr pr basically probably like just privileged and um, self-centered because they're not thinking about the world and like they're only thinking about how the word feminism affects them. Um, but you have to like think about things, issues globally, um, because it's a big, big world out there, people. Um, so anyway, I embraced feminism and fighting sexism and being a role model. And I started with this after school music club for teenage girls. And I went to schools with a bunch of friends and taught girls how to write songs um, and it was so cute. It was such a cool experience. It, it really like, it changed all of my like negative bitterness into something really positive and exciting. Cause I could see these teenage girls were like changing. I actually saw them change because of music and because they were like given like a platform. Um, 
it was like so cool. And they're like, they were vulnerable. They were writing lyrics. They were playing guitar. They were playing drums for the first time. I remember seeing this one little girl who looked, she was like that young, like probably like 12 or 13 that she totally was just a peach. Like she, I feel like she had like peach fuzz on her skin, like, you know, and they're like that baby fresh. And she, some of her lyrics were like about her best friend Biscuit. That was her dog because he kept all her secrets, which I just loved. And she played the trumpet. And when I was like, hey, does anyone want to try drums? Who wants to try drums? Like a lot of girls were quite shy. And she was just this like fresh, shy peach. And she put her hand up really timidly. And she was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And by the end of the session, like I walked into the lesson um, and she was just like, like she was just doing like classic rock beats and like wouldn't get off the drums. I was like, okay, your parents are here. Like the session's over. And she was just kind of like looking at me, like playing the drums and like wouldn't stop, like just couldn't stop. It was so cool. It was really funny. Um, um, and I saw like girls just get confidence and this one other girl who I always tell the story of, I love her so much. She was being bullied for being a lesbian because she had short hair um, and she said she wasn't a lesbian. Um, so, you know, we I addressed like a couple of things with her. I was like, hey, you know what? Like what anyone said, everyone's sexuality is like totally cool and being bullied for being a gay is like so uncool and not acceptable. Like you can love whoever you want to love. Um, and also, if you have short hair, it doesn't mean you're a lesbian. Like, judging someone on how they look is totally wrong. And we addressed all of that. And then I was like, but you're already angry, aren't you? And she was always like, she was kind of like pissed with me at first too. Like, I'd be like, oh, do you want to share share your lyrics? And she'd be like, why are you asking me? Even though, like, she had volunteered to be in the class. <laughs> and I obviously loved her because I was like, wow, she's so cool. She hates me. How do I, how do I make her be my friend? Um, and then... I took her into a classroom. I was like, come on, we're going to write a song. And we took, like, I made her write loads in her journal. I made all these, like, Kate Nash's Rock and Roll for Girls After School Music Club journal books. And I made her just write and write and write and write in there. Um, and we took every everything, all the lyrics from all her writing, and it's made this song called I Am Angry. Um, and... There's footage of the first time. I'll live stream the footage actually at some point. Not right now because I'm radio and that won't make sense. But I, I will show you this at another point because it really is beautiful. And it's like, she's like got her hair pulled back. She's like red faced. She's so awkward and shy. And I'm like in the front with a guitar looking like some like sound of music, like stupid teacher being like, yay, we're all having so much fun. And she's like, act, like in the back, just like rolling her eyes at me. And we perform this song, I Am Angry. Um, and it's it, it, she's just so shy about it, and then um, and then uh, yeah, from like that period of time, like the first time she performed it to like all the lessons and sessions that we did, and I did stuff like introduce them to like different types of music and show them music videos of like Hole and like Bikini Kill and Bratmobile and talked about you know like confidence and performing and stuff, and then. When we performed, we, we did, they opened up for me, all these girls and bands opened up for me at the Queen Elizabeth Halls in London, which is like about 800 or 900 capacity venue. And um, I was kind of like this glamorous stage tech. I was wearing like an all sequined, like full length gown and like coming up and like fixing their mics and like giving them little nods and thumbs up like before they, they performed. And this girl came out and she performed I Am Angry. And it, it, she was just unrecognizable. It was so fucking cool she 
like walked out there in a red tutu. Her hair was like down and curly and she was just like, she was like shouting, I am angry and dancing and like tapping her leg and had all this like attitude and sass. And it was so, so cool. Um, and that was when I kind of realized like the power of music and the power of like me, like encouraging girls and just how important that actually is to do. And for me to like, you know, I was like, I'm onto something here. Like I'm actually having a positive effect on people. So like, where can I take this and where can I go with it? Um, and then that eventually turned into girl gang basically because, um, you know, I like heard that um, Zach gave me some early like Fiddler demos, Zach from Fiddler gave me some early Fiddler demos. And there was this song that I w was sure that was, they was, he was singing Girl Gang. Um, it turns out he's actually singing about cocaine. Um, but I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of funny that I thought it was Girl Gang. And I was like, that's really cool. I really like that. And I was like, I'm just going to do a cover of it kind of for fun as a joke. And then I did. And it just kind of like was right at the beginning of Girl Talk coming out and that tour. And it just made sense to kind of like use that label and that branding Girl Gang for everything that I've been working on in terms of like encouraging girls. And we had stage invasions every night and we had girls crowd surfing for the first time ever. And it was so cute. And like, you know, it just felt like you'd see these girls get up on stage and suddenly be liberated or be freaked out and be like, what the fuck am I doing up here? But like, they'd never done it before. And it was really exciting. Um, and I had all this sort of momentum with it. And then I finished touring Girl Talk and I moved to LA because it felt like that's where I was supposed to be really for my career and personal life. And um, yeah, I got, I got to LA and I just didn't want to lose that momentum. So I, I, um, I basically kind of, moved into this house and had a garage and I was like oh I have a garage I was like I should have like a female Wayne's World like that would be cool I'm gonna do girl gang meetings and it's gonna be like Wayne's World and we're gonna like talk about music and creative things and like put on shows and try and change the world for the better and so um you know that's I, I just like called up like like the f 15 of the coolest girls that I know um and like said, would you like meet me? Um, would you meet me at my my house, my garage? I want to just like them and and trying to try and create some cool stuff. And all these girls came around, and I made a flag like with duct tape and this this just a white sheet, which actually is my curtain right now. My current new house is is like how I guess like. I don't know. That's when I really started taking it seriously as a brand. That's when I really, really started taking it seriously as a brand. Um, so I'm going to like play a song right now and um, take a little break um, because I talk so fucking much. Um, and I'm going to play. I'm going to play cocaine, actually. Um
Okay, hey, I'm Kate Nash. You're listening to Girl Gang FM. Um, you can be listening via the TuneIn app. Thanks, TuneIn, for making this possible. And also um, Bedrock FM, which is BDRK dot FM. Um, so I was kind of explaining the history of Girl Gang. And um, that's why I played Cocaine by Fiddler, because when I heard Cocaine, the original demo that Zach gave me, I thought he was saying Girl Gang. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you like being like a total bro? Or are you like being funny? Or like, I don't know. Um, but also really cool. Or are you like just thinking about girl gangs? Because that's like, I'm so down. And um, anyway, it turns out it was actually about cocaine, which is like, <laughs> great. <laughs> but um, I was, I then started these meetings and realized I really, really wanted to see how far I could take girl gang. Um, and that's why I want to talk to you about, because I started girl gang TV on YouTube, which we take, we took a hiatus with because my two kind of like interns, uh, Sophia went to college and Kelsey, uh, the little ghost, um, on Instagram, she uh, basically got two jobs and kind of didn't have time for a long time to work on girl gang stuff. And she just cut back to one job. So we're gonna like get back to editing. Um, but then that's why I started the radio show because I realized I could do that completely by myself. Um, and I've started doing all this live streaming stuff. Um, and, you know, I believe that this brand um, is powerful. I've traveled the world, like meeting girls and talking to about talking to them about it and feminism and like music and the power of like having like, I suppose like a leader of someone who wants to like create change and build confidence in women and create opportunity. Um, I've traveled with like Plan USA to Ghana and met girls in Africa who I saw the effect of like what we did with that charity and where the money goes and like these girls like who are literally living like mud huts like want to learn about socialism and go to university and there was like boys and girls like talking about sexism and feminism in this like little town called Hoho um in the middle of nowhere and in, in like Ghana which you just like would never think about or imagine um and I want to build this company. I want it to be huge. I envision like really big things for it. Um, and there's actually only so far that I can completely take that by myself um, with no like investment in, in it, you know. Um, I want to create this company. I want it to be profitable. I want to have employees. I want to have people like working for this company. I dream of it like being like a fashion brand. I dream of it being like yeah possibly it could be there's so many things it'd be like a record label it could be like a charity I want it to like provide opportunity for girls and also like provide services where when something happens like I've had experiences in the music industry where I've not known what to do and I want there to be something that can provide like help we'd be like okay here is like you know have like lawyers that could help you with certain things like talk to people about how to ask for like raises what happens if you're in your workplace and you get like you're being flirted with by your boss like that's what happens and then you get fired like um like how do we reach girls globally and how do we um make the radio show like happen you know on time and like have guests and like get like what you guys want to hear and how do I like how employ people to um, edit and work for Girl Gang TV and get those videos coming out like every week um, and sort of like highlighting girls doing cool things like 
in a diverse way and and just like exploring topics things that you guys want to see um and i like really think that like there's there's ways of being able to do that and it i could i could get an investor um and i don't know i just like i found out about this thing called patreon recently and when i heard about it i just got so excited because it really felt like the right place for girl gang it's basically like almost like a kickstarter um but it you get like monthly you get paid like monthly so there's a lot of like youtubers doing that there's artists doing that and you can like literally donate like a dollar a month um or like five dollars or ten dollars or like whatever you can give and like whatever you feel like giving um and people can make like a lot of money a month on this thing and really build like their businesses um and i felt like i felt like this was the home for girl gang because it, this, you guys have kind of like been there along this journey and supporting it and you're the ones that care about it and how cool would it be if it was crowdfunded and it was like funded by you guys and you were involved in that process of like helping to really really build and start it and then we didn't have to like be with some investor that wanted to like I don't know change things or make things a certain way um but I am at a point where I I can't really invest in it like financially at the moment anymore like I'm not on a label um I have like some weird stuff going on with like a lawsuit and like I need to kind of like not let this stuff get in the way of girl gang um and so I am gonna like ask you guys what you think about that and if you're like into that idea and if you want to like help build it basically and if you do then um there'll be like exclusives and like things that you can get for having like being involved um and I'm gonna get someone to help me run it so that you actually get those things on time because lord knows I am never on time <laughs> um but I think this is this is the most exciting way of building this company because it's grassroots it's like homegrown which is what I've always like wanted to be and it's coming from the people and the people that actually care about it the most um so I guess I'm getting some like positive comments from you guys which is making me feel really happy um but yeah I I think that we can really like I really believe that like we can create positive change and like build a full a cool as fuck company that actually like helps women and creates opportunity and job opportunity and just like services that we could provide it could be so cool um so I'm gonna I'm gonna like basically in the next couple of weeks I'm gonna put together a video um on like cut it together with footage from the after school girl clubs from the after school rock and roll music clubs from you know the branding that I want to do from the radio show from the live streaming from girl gang tv from traveling to Africa from being on tour like and I and I also I guess like I'm kind of like I get weird about like asking people for money and all of that but at this point like I feel like I've sort of proved myself in a way to you of like how much I've invested in this and how much I actually care. And then I care about it so much that I'm like, I feel totally comfortable going like, let's fucking crowdfund this. It should come from the people. Like that's the most powerful thing that could happen. That's the most like exciting way that this could become like a real company. I just think that's a beautiful story. And I don't know. It just, it makes me feel excited and I hope that it, it makes you guys feel excited too. 
um, I'm getting some like love hearts and emojis on here. So I feel like, I feel like you're feeling good about it, which makes me feel happy and want to cry live on live stream and live on radio. <laughs> um, so yay. I'm glad that I share that with you. Ah, that was kind of like big news. So, um, thanks. I love you guys. I'm going to play, um, some, uh, Liz Fair now because someone asked me about it. I'm going to play Ant in Alaska. This is one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, so thank you for listening. You're listening to Girl Gang FM. I'm Kate Nash and I'm on younow.com forward slash Kate Nash Girl Gang if you want to watch like behind the scenes. Okay. stars and I know you're under 
I'm Kate Nash. You're listening to Girl Gang FM on Bedrock FM, bdrk.fm. Um, you can also download the free TuneIn app and listen on there. And there's loads of other cool radio shows and podcasts on there as well. Um, I am live streaming this on YouNow, younow.com forward slash Kate Nash Girl Gang. Um, I have mainly been talking about Girl Gang today and how I want to build this company and how I want you guys to be involved because I think um uh I feel emotional about it now <laughs> that I've talked all about I've basically I don't know if you're just tuning in I've given everybody the backstory of like exactly how like girl gang started and why it became so important to me like growing up as like you know being a teenager um starting my career being kind of like bullied by the media of how I look and like getting confidence from that and wanting to create opportunity and stand up for girls and be a responsible kind of role model um and just like all the different phases of that like so that's kind of like the short version of what I've just been talking about and um I told everybody on you now and on the radio show that I'm going to be starting a Patreon um, which is like a, a an ongoing Kickstarter. So you month you subscribe monthly. You can give whatever you can. It could be like a dollar a month. There's literally that, and that will just help uh, create this this vision that I have for Girl Gang. And I think I was saying I think that it being crowdfunded is way cooler than it being you know some investor that isn't that doesn't fully get it or that like needs it to be something else corporate to um, to really 
I don't know, when someone gives you loads of money, basically, there's usually something you have to do for that. So I would rather it was like us and you guys who like get what I'm doing and are already invested in it and not trying to, you know, make it something else. But like, well, we're trying to make it something else, but like this giant vision of like beauty and positivity. So that's exciting. Um, I'm excited about it. I want to get on iMovie and start making a video now, but I'm probably going to try and make it a little bit more professional than that. Um, I have some um, agony aunt questions. Some of you have actually written in with some life problems and I'm going to try and solve them. Uh, Brianna, this is from Brianna. Um, she says, my group of friends used to be extremely close. For years, we were inseparable. Sure, we had problems, but we always managed to work them out together. They're my girl gang. Aww. A few months ago, we had a falling out with one of our friends, the sort of falling out that you can't come back from. A lot of terrible things were said on both sides, and we sort of realized this friend was toxic from the beginning. Oh dear. After that, I honestly thought we were going to be even closer than we'd been before, and we were for a little while. And then slowly things started pulling everyone apart. I still love all of these girls, and I've tried my hardest to stay friends with all of them. So that leaves me caught in between all of these friendships. I just want things to go back to the way they were before, but I'm not sure how to fix it or if it can even be fixed. Wow. Oh, God. Um, yeah. You know what? Like sometimes, I don't know how old you are. Um, Brianna but if you're at school like sometimes I mean even if you're not at school but friendship is is it, it's really intense it's like a really intense when you're really really close to people and you're just friends when you're close to any fucking human like relationships are really intense um, and trying to keep them good and smooth is hard and especially when there's like a lot of people involved um, because everybody has different needs and feelings and will grow in different ways. And so like, you can't really keep everybody together forever. Um, I think that, you know, there's two different, there's two different sides to this because there's, there's a side that, well, maybe things are different and like, maybe things are unfixable. You know, sometimes things happen and you can't fix them. And that is sort of something you have to learn to accept. And it's really horrible, <laughs> really horrible learning to accept that. But unfortunately, sometimes things get broken and can't be fixed. Um, and that's okay, though. That's like really okay, because I've had that loads of times in different ways in my life. And Sometimes you're like, well, how could I ever be okay after this? Because this is the main thing I care about in my life. And um, I don't know how I'm going to live without it. And then you do. And then other things like fill that. And then you get suddenly you look back and you're like, wow, I don't even really have space for that anymore. And I have different things going on and healthier things going on. Um, so there's that. There's that. Maybe it is unfixable and maybe this is just like a really, really hard lesson that you have to go through, but like it, you'll grow and you'll just learn so much from this and you'll learn how to, how to be better in relationships and also like how to be in better ones and like have other people that are like not toxic around you. Um, or you'll just make the same mistake again and that's okay too because we are human and that happens. Um, and then the other side of it is like, it, maybe it's not about like 
you can't really wish for things to go back to how they were because things never go back to how they were. Like they just don't. And I think that I, I'm a cancer, like I'm um, water sign. So I'm like really find it difficult. Like I, I like things breaking and never being the same again. I like have this thing where I just want to like move sideways and um, have things stay the same and change always scares me when it's happening. But that's happened to me loads too. And sometimes relationships just change and actually they'll, they'll like become something completely different that you you couldn't have imagined a, a cool example actually i have of that is like my friends cc and lisa they're in a band called volcano they're swedish they're amazing they're actually going to be at south by southwest if anyone is going to be there this week they're playing some shows up there you should definitely check them out um but they were in a band called those dancing days when they were younger and it was like a group of friends that was like you know a girl gang and like a, grunt, a bunch of girls like starting a band and you know when you start a band a lot of people think that that's going to be it for the rest of their life and it's really hard when those things like fall apart um but that those dancing days did like end up not being together anymore and breaking up and but from that volcano was formed and lisa and cc like have such an incredible friendship and it, it's grown and developed since those dancing days and become something totally new so if you see that as like a positive example of like when some things are like the old way things were and that was great and that was good, but it like has like everything kind of has like a time capsule and some things will last like for the whole of your life probably and other things will just like continue to change. So I think you have to stop wishing for things to be how they were and accept the change and and let go of any of like the nasty shit that happened. You just have to let go of it, which is really hard. But just come up with exercises in your brain to detach yourself from the bad. If you want things to be positive, you have to let go of the negative, which is like the hardest thing to do. But um, I hope maybe that can help you. Um, let's see. We have like some more um, questions coming in. Um let's see i'm actually gonna play another song whilst i find more questions because i am very professional um this is this is a really 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 cute song um that i can't find <laughs> oh no i can i can this is penny in the quarters you and me <laughs> Oh. 
I'm Kate Nash and you're listening to Girl Gang FM on Bedrock FM. Um, I've been live streaming this show via YouNow, younow.com forward slash Kate Nash Girl Gang. Um, but I can't, I'm having some kind of like frozen difficulties. It's like the app. Um, I don't know. It's frozen. I'm trying to get it to work again. So please bear with me. Um, see, this is why I need crowdfunding because I need just like some person that knows how to do everything with me. Um, it's frozen, so I'm gonna like keep trying to figure it out, but also keep going with the radio show. Um, so I have, I have, um, 
a couple of questions here. I have like a long agony aunt question to answer. Someone who has written in, um, I'm going to read what they wrote. They've written like a, a kind of a long a long letter. So are you ready for this? Hello, hello. Um, I'm assuming you probably get 90% girl submission, so I thought I'd shoot you an email coming from a male's perspective. Cool. Some background. I'm 24, she's 25, been dating for about 2.5 years. Here are some things. I've lately been feeling more like a butler than a boyfriend. Ooh, ouch. I feel like it's all give and not a whole lot of take. We both work typical nine to five jobs. Every day I come home and cook dinner. Every day. I really don't mind cooking, but it would be nice to just come home from work one day and not have to prepare dinner, you know? Yeah, I fucking know. I also feel like I handle the vast share of cleaning and laundry. Oh, domestics. Um, I just wanted to pull her weight in the relationship instead of me doing quite literally everything. And then I do a bunch of small tasks for her throughout the day. Say we're both on the couch and she forgot her phone in our room or wants some water. She'll say, I'm thirsty or I wish I had my phone. Oh, my God. I fucking hate I hate that. Instead of just asking for a glass of water or for me to get the phone. It makes me feel like a butler. Along with this, if I tell her no, I won't be getting up to get a phone. She puts up a stink about it. That makes it difficult. More things like that. I just feel like I'm busy when I get home from work until I go to bed doing things for her. Fuck, that sucks. Oh my God. On to the down and dirty. Woo! The sex. We really don't have sex all too frequently. <laughs> it's hard to find time when you get off work come home cook eat clean fuck <laughs> it's like 7 30 till 8 she also happens to be super sensitive down there vulvodynia or something like that oh what is that i don't know what vulvodynia is but i'm really intrigued um i'm also a larger individual oh and then he's given us some measurements <laughs> That's so funny. He's just listed the length of his penis. If anyone's in, interested, it's like six nine, six ten. So things are in proportion there. Uh, so that those two pieces of the puzzle make things tricky from time to time. Also, things are or they aren't in proportion. I don't know. And she's also expressed frustration with me. Not initiated sex, and she feels pressure to have to initiate the sex. Okay. I've told her that if I were to initiate sex, I'd be trying to initiate all of the time because <laughs> he's horny all of the time. Because when you have a girlfriend who loves who you love, who looks like how she looks like, it's pretty easy flip of the switch for me <laughs> to want to go. <laughs> I would be all about that every night after work if I had the opportunity. It's also tricky because we also currently have two roommates. So I think she's concerned about certain sounds being overheard because we have been able to slightly overhear either of our roommates with their significant others doing their thing. Wow. Okay. Do I actually have any questions? I don't really know. This is just a wall of text about some things I just needed to get written down. This was for me, I suppose. It's strange. I'm very, very good with the relationship advice for my friends because I can just view all sides of the story and weigh options and give advice that has in the past been successful for the advice seeker. Yet, I don't have advice for myself. Well, ain't that always the way? Ain't that always the way? Wow. Um, okay. I, I have lots to say about this. This is pretty... I really want to get the live stream going again for this now because... This is a good fucking question. I'm just like going to restart it and see if it comes back. Um, 
Okay. First things first. Okay, wait. I think I think the live stream's working. Hold on, hold on. Technicals. Unfortunately, now we can hear someone else's. Okay, hold on. Okay. We've got it. We've got it. We've got it. That's like a really freaky. Go live. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Cameron, can you come in and help me? <laughs> I'm fucking this up. But it's on charge. So like it needs to be, I don't know. Can I put it on charge like somewhere else? Oh, yeah. God, you're so smart. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Wow. Wow. You're a genius. <laughs> Are we back? Yay. We did it. Oh, my God. Obviously, something was going to go wrong, but I don't think it was that bad. Okay. Sorry to anyone who got, like, cut off the live stream. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Stella, you're being so cute right now. So that question was fucking amazing. That was awesome. So basically, the first thing that I have to say is this bullshit about, oh my God, I hate this so much. I'm thirsty or I wish I had my phone. Like, that's not okay. That's like not acceptable to treat your partner as a butler. Um, you say that you feel like a butler, like you're, you're not her butler, you're her boyfriend. And I think like, I hate that bullshit. I've seen that so many times. I had a friend who treated my sister that way um, and would make her like do everything for her. And it really pissed me off. And I've seen like people do it to their, I've seen people do it to their fucking boyfriends and girlfriends too. And it's really cringy and embarrassing for me to watch that. I hate when people like, I mean, okay. Every now and then when you're just feeling lazy and you're just like, Oh, get me something like, okay, we all do that. That's fine. But if this is what you're doing every single day, you're just being her fucking slave. Like that's not acceptable. And actually like you have to be the one to like set the boundary of like, you're not going to do that. And whether she puts up a stink about it or not, like is, is irrelevant because she's not being a cool fucking person. So why do you, you can't, you have to like set your boundaries that you're not just going to be her slave and her butler. It's really nice to do something for people that you love. Obviously that's what we should all be doing is like, if you love someone, you want to, you want to take care of them. You want to like help them out. You want to do them favors. You want to like be there for them and like get them nice things, but you do not want to be their fucking butler. So you have to just like stand up and be like, no, I'm not getting, I'm not doing that for you. And she can put up a stink and eventually she'll get over it because it sounds like she's acting like a spoiled brat. So that's, you have to kind of think of it as like how you, how you treat her. She'll just get over, she can't put up a stink forever. And what's she going to do? Break up with you because you don't get her water and her phone. Like if she does, she sucks as a human. So you, you don't want to be in that relationship anyway. I really, I think you just have to stop doing that shit and deal with her stink and then after a while, she'll just learn probably to be a better person. It's like teaching her that it's not okay to do that. So absolutely, you just have to fucking cut that shit off. Like deal with her bad moods. And if she acts like a real bitch about it, then just fucking go out with one of your friends and just be like, I'm not putting up with this. Like, fuck this shit. Down and dirty the sex. Okay. So I don't know what vulvodynia is. Vulvodynia. Does anyone know what vulvodynia is? Um... Please, someone, please someone out there know what that is. I'm going to tweet that because what is vulva 
dynia because i mean i could google it but it's more fun if people tell me weird versions of what that is um am i spell it right volvodynia volvodynia dynia i don't know that's interesting um so i don't really know how i can help with that and i don't know what you're saying about your penis are you saying that it's like too <laughs> too big cameron what is vulvodynia can you look it up okay my producer is gonna gonna look up vulvodynia um for me but in terms of oh okay we have the definition okay great Oh, it's chron chronic unexplained pain in the area around the opening of the vagina. Ouch. Can't be cured, but treatment may help. Wow. Okay, look up some treatment. <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. Um, we're trying to figure out, does anybody out there know any, like, treatment for vulvodynia? It's according to an episode of Sex and the City, it's when your vag is depressed, someone said. <laughs> um, so what can we do about vulvodynia? I just want to know, I want to know how to treat it. Maybe it can be, there's, there's loads of ways to figure out. We're going to try and figure out how to treat her vulvodynia first off, because that's just not fun for anyone. Um, but in terms of like initiating, oh, we have some treatment. Okay, although there is no cure, self-care and treatments for vulvodynia can bring relief. Women with vulvodynia need to identify what works best for them. Uh, there's a combination. Um, come on, give us some. Dermatologically proved detergent. Don't use fabric softener on your panties. Unscented toilet paper, 100% white cotton underwear. Avoid getting shampoo on the vulva area. <laughs> Avoid perfumed creams, no hot tubs, pools with chlorine. Uh, rinse the vulva with cool water after urination and intercourse. <laughs> Wear loose-fitting pants and skirts. Avoid foods that make urine more irritating, including... Yeah, I was going to say a bet. Keep the vulva clean and dry. Um, I bet there's, like, a lot of food, like... Wait, this is a good one. Help ease pressure. Sit on a foam rubber donut. I don't know what that means. Rubber donut. Um, in, avoid like bicycling and horseback riding. Use a water-soluble lubricant during sex. Okay, so there is things that can be done. And honestly, like when you have a problem with your body, there's a lot of things with diet um, and chemical-free stuff that will really, really help. Um, I like one of the things that you can use for vaginas is aloe vera gel that's very good for vaginas have to say um and yeah like all the chemical stuff like don't use soap and shit like that and and like dairy and wheat are always bad for like guts and your vagina which is i'm just saying vagina 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 as much as i possibly can but i bet if she changes her diet that is really going to help um so she's gonna have to like put some work into like changing her like body and diet and all of that shit first of all and then in terms of like initiating sex what it sounds like it, from what you've said is that things have just got really domestic um you're just like living probably like beyond your years you're like 24 25 but you're kind of living like a bit of a married couple but also with roommates. So I totally get that, like wanting things to feel private. Um, 
it's hard because what do you do? Are you supposed to like put in like scheduling and times to like have sex? But then you kind of take away some of the fun. But maybe it could be like fun to like have to be quiet. It could be like sexy, like like kind of, I don't know, exciting, like trying to like hide from your roommates. Like maybe that could be a turn on. Um, if you kind of like get into that headspace um, and maybe you just do need to like initiate sex sometimes, but like not just be like a rabbit and wanting to fuck her 24 seven. Like maybe just like, like <laughs> don't treat her like a fuck hole. But, you know, she obviously is feeling insecure about that. And like you're going to have to initiate it sometimes. There's a lot that needs to be done here. Like you need to stop being her slave and I don't know, it's complicated. Relationships are fucking complicated, especially when you live with someone because then you start having to like have fights about laundry and cleaning and that's not hot, that's not cool. Um, so I think you just need to sit down and have a real open talk. Like you shouldn't just write this email to me. You should be like, hey, we need to fucking talk so our relationship's going down the toilet. Um, it's too domestic. Like we can't be arguing about laundry and cleaning up and stuff. Like you need to pull your weight as a roommate first off, um, because you're, you are roommates, you're living together. And then second of all, we need to figure out like our sex life and like the, the fun, like good parts of our relationship. So that it doesn't just become about cleaning and arguing and, and, and also like, the fact that you say she also happens to be super sensitive down there, vulvodynia or something like that. Um, you need to understand that. Like that's your girlfriend's vagina. That's like a big deal. And you should know it shouldn't just be like, or something like that. Like you should know what's going on because you want to have sex with her. Like you want to like please each other in the bedroom and like, you need to understand her body. And if she has something that's like sensitive or painful, then you're going to have to like both be able to talk about it. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Like people f are freaked out about talking about sex, but honestly, you, you can make your sex life so much better if you just get over the hump to start humping. Um, <laughs> like it, it, as soon as you start doing it, it becomes easier. Trust me. I used to feel really weird about it too. I'd like, I don't want to talk about sex. And I'm like, let's just fucking talk about it because it's supposed to be fun and cool and like you're fucking you're fucking each other and you're naked and you're seeing every bits of each other and like you're sharing a lot so you should be able to talk about it it's actually not that big of a deal and the first time you do it you might feel nervous and weird but once you start talking it just gets easier so I think communication here is really key like stop being a slave stop doing everything for her let her sulk about it and then get over it start figuring out like how to share the workload of living together and then talk about her body, figure out how you can both like help her feel better and like what's going to hurt her and stuff. And then kind of like do like just because you want to have sex all the time and you're like, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't initiate it. Like just saying kind of like, oh, well, I'll just fuck you anytime. Like it's, it's not that's not romantic and that's not putting work into a relationship. So if you want to make her feel special and loved, then sometimes you're going to have to like make her feel like someone's just commented on the you now I thought this was supposed to be about music <laughs> I guess I used the wrong hashtag for this one um but yeah make her feel attractive like it, it's not enough to just say well yeah I would I would totally have sex with you anytime babe like make an effort with your partner 
both of you should be making an effort with each other. Like, it's not it's not enough to just say that, like, literally she could touch you and you'd want to have sex with her. Like, you have to put in some work to make her feel attractive and loved too. Um, so, yeah. That's my advice. I'm going to look up this vulvodynia thing and I'm going to cover it. I'm going to do a whole episode of Girl Gang FM on vaginas. I can't believe I haven't done that yet. How have I not done that? I actually can't believe I haven't done that already. But I really... Oh, my God, I'm so excited, actually, to do that. Um, so please, please, for the next episode of Girl Gang FM, email me questions about your vagina or your girlfriend's vagina or just vaginas, anyone who's interested in vaginas, anyone who's had a problem with their vagina, please, please email uh, girlgangfm at gmail.com because I'm going to fucking help you. I'm going to answer your questions about your vaginas. Um Someone answered this on Twitter. What is vulvodynia? Someone said, when your fanny is broken. <laughs> well, no, we're going we're gonna to fix those problems for you. We're going to fucking fix those. Um, I'm going to play another song right now. Um, I'm going to play Music Is My Hot Hot Sex by CSS. Touch. Claro que sí, hijo de la mini. 
Hi, I am Kate Nash and you're listening to Girl Gang FM on Bedrock FM, BDRK.FM. You can also tune in by the tune, the free tune in app. Um, and you can watch behind the scenes on younow.com forward slash Kate Nash Girl Gang where I'm live streaming. I have a selfie stick. Wow. I can't believe I actually bought one, but I do. And uh, figuring out how to use it. And I'm showing you behind the scenes, live streaming my life because... Um, I don't know. I just want to share. I want to share what is happening. Everyone's talking about my hair color now. Everyone's like commenting on my hair color and telling me what color I should go. Don't give me an identity crisis, guys. Um, so someone just asked. They asked a question about music. They they are perform. They want to perform, and they are too scared and they don't know how to get over their fears of performing. Um. Mm. I, we talked about this a little bit last time on the live stream too, but there's really like no cure for that. You just kind of have to do it. You kind of just have to bite the bullet, rip the bandaid off and just fucking like, you know, give it, give it a go. It's scary. Like it is scary. I was so scared the first time I played a live show. I it was that feeling. Do you know when you get on a roller coaster? I don't know if you're scared of roller coasters, but I I love roller coasters. But when I was a teenager, I would cry in in the queue. I would cry lining up to get on one because I was so fucking scared. So at the thought of it, I was just like, and I would like cry and have to walk out of the line and be terrified and have this horrible feeling in my stomach. But I, I would always like try and get on um, the the ride but like never be able to do it um and then all of a sudden I got over that I think when I was like 16 I started to like love rides um but I still if I go on one of those really 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 intense scary ones as soon as it starts I get this sick feeling in my stomach where I'm like why 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 did I do this why like this was my choice like I decided to do this I put myself this is my fucking fault. Like there's no one else to blame. Like it's already started. I'm locked in in this big fucking like roller coaster, like locked in thing and it's moving and I have to go through with this now and there's nothing I can fucking do. And it was my choice. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. And then all of a sudden it starts and, and I'm like, yeah. And it was like the most fun ever. And then it's over really fast and you have all this fucking adrenaline and you want to get on the ride immediately again. Um, and that's kind of like what playing a show is like, uh, to be honest, because that's exactly how I felt the first time in my first gig. It was April 13th, 2006. And I fucking hated myself. I was like, I'd, I'd broken my foot. Um, my whole like famous story is that I didn't get into university. I didn't get into college for Americans. Um and was rejected from everywhere and I was really depressed and I fell down the stairs and broke my foot on the same day as getting my final rejection letter and I'd gone to see um oh fuck what's that cowboy movie with uh oh my god the gay cowboy movie <laughs> what's it called broke back mountain yeah broke back mountain yeah <laughs> thanks Cameron um yeah I went to see broke back mountain so I was like oh well, I guess life just doesn't work out for some people then. Hmm. So I had a really like depressed day. Like I was just, it was a bad vibe. And then um, I got, my mum and dad bought me my first electric guitar, which I got a white guitar because Jimi Hendrix had a white guitar. 
And um, someone says, answer questions. I am answering questions. Um, and yeah, I started writing and I got back into music and I started in MySpace and I promised myself that as soon as my foot was healed, I was going to play my show because I was working in a fast food restaurant and had nothing exciting going on. And for the first time, like being scared felt better than being bored. You know, I was like, well, it's either like continuing to just like serve people fries and burgers or I could be like really terrified and do something fun maybe. And what have I got to lose at this point? So kind of just have to think of it of like, what have you got to lose? Because even if you do a terrible show and it's like the worst thing ever, it was just a show, it was just a live performance and it doesn't really matter and you can do another one and get better. Um, and loads of people have done that. Um, I couldn't eat. I, I was like freaking out. I felt so terrified. And then I remember, and I invited all my friends too. And I was like, why did I tell everyone? Like, why did I tell everyone about this? this was, I wish I'd kept this a fucking secret. Like now everyone's gonna have to see me. I'm never going to be able to show my face to anyone I know ever fucking again. Um, and then someone said, look at you now, kind of makes me want to break my foot. <laughs> I do break, I do like get a lot of injuries that somehow inspire good things, actually. Um, silver lining. Um, but yeah, once li I literally like loved the fucking show. Like as soon as it started, I was so, 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 so scared until I literally played like the first note. And then I just went into a different zone and I just had so much fun and I felt so like free and I was just like, this is so fun. Oh my God. And it was worth it. You know, it was worth the fear. I mean, that's why I get back on the roller coaster. That's why I still go on rides and that's why I still get on stage because I still get scared now. Every show I have, I'm nervous. And I always say like before every show, I'm like, I don't know why I'm nervous. I don't know. Like, this is so weird. I can't, I can't believe I'm nervous. Like I've done this a million times. Like why am I nervous? Like, I forget as well that I'm always nervous. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's adrenaline. And you soon are able to um, control the nerves. Like, like, all of a sudden, the nerves, like, become something else. It's not disabling anymore, you know? Like, at first, they're kind of, like, going to make you shake and make mistakes and fuck up. And then now my nerves are all, like, about just getting me pumped up and, like, having adrenaline. And if I don't feel nervous, then I'm like, oh, God, something's wrong. Then I'll get nervous about not being nervous. So that it always works. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... Um, oh, look, someone said, not going to lie. Uh... This has inspired me so much. I want to do my first gig so much now. Yes. Yay. You should totally do it. That's awesome. And you should let us know how it goes. Um, and if everything goes wrong and the, all the equipment. Oh, one time. Okay. One time. So things can totally fuck up and go wrong. I had a Christmas show and I was really excited because it was like my, it, I'd had like a successful year and it was like the, it was like 2006 at Christmas and it was like everything had kind of got exciting and um, I came and did like a home show in Trinity, which is where I did my first ever show. And nothing worked. None of the equipment worked. And we were so excited. We planned, like Jay, who used to play with me, was dressed as Santa. And I had this like giant green tutu and red velvet skirt. And like we had like a bunch of like sweets. And But Jay was just really wasted and was just throwing, like just throwing candy at people. And it was like hitting people in the face really hard. And like my sister got really angry with him. And then I just like couldn't get my keyboard to work. Um... And that, like, we just played, like, Caroline's Victim, like, five times. Uh, when in doubt, play the same song. Play the only song that you can play. You need to have one song that you can, like, always play, just, like, on an acoustic or, like, with a backing track. 
probably an acoustic's good but like if your keyboard doesn't work just have something to back everything up like if your guitar fucks up or whatever like have one replacement or just fucking go acapella and like if you have if you're like an entertainer um then you can make it work um and practice practice makes perfect but yeah what i was saying is like things can fuck up and go wrong and it's still fun you know you just just don't take it too seriously i hate when i see people play live and they just look like they're just taking it really really seriously because i'm like this is not that serious you know like it's fun it's entertainment and i definitely think that like you should respect yourself and like have pride in what you do and i do take my work seriously i work really fucking hard but at the end of the day i'm not getting up there and doing live brain surgery i'm like playing and dancing around and singing and that is you know you gotta you gotta be able to smile about it guys you gotta be able to have a fucking laugh and yeah um so yeah that's my advice for people who are scared to play their first live shows um what else what else what else what else what else do we have any other questions oh someone said whenever i go on stage to sing my voice breaks is there any advice to help that well that's just you know are you warming up and you tr like you can, you can train your voice to do different things like i didn't used to be able to scream and shout and i just taught myself how to do it I would just listen to Courtney Love and be in my car and I taught myself how to do that so you really can train your voice a lot more than you think you can I mean people can train themselves to be uh, is Kaz my favorite fan is that you Kaz um yes of course you're my favorite fan you're my favorite naughty 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 fan um but yeah you really can like train your voice to do more than you think so like warm up, like, like start. I mean, you can, you have access to everything now on YouTube. You can literally like YouTube how to sing or YouTube how to like, I'm sure you could YouTube how to not, but you, I mean, it could be a nerves thing too though. So it's like just getting used to it, not being nervous and just going with it. Maybe it sounds really cool when your voice breaks. Like think about it that way. Someone has also asked, how do you deal with people being horrible to you? Well, um, you know, there's there's a few ways of dealing with being, people being horrible to you. There's just like not reading into it and not caring. There's being like having a down day or PMSing and just crying about everything that everyone's saying and hating yourself. And there's sweet, sweet revenge. Um, mainly I opt for like not really caring and not buying into it because... It doesn't matter, you know, one day I'm going to be 80 and dead and one, like one day, like I'll be, I don't know, like I always just think about that. I always think like one day I'm going to be old and I just won't care. I'll be so free when I'm old. Um, I'll just be able to laugh at all of it. And I don't know, I'm quite a spiritual person. Like I'm not religious, but I have spirituality and I see the bigger picture. And I think you just have to see the bigger picture when someone's being mean to you. You just kind of have to go, well, this is going to just make me stronger. This is going to make me tougher. And I'm like, have heroes, you know, I have like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my heroes. People were mean to her and she was like saving the world and the coolest person ever. All of the coolest people were like bullied and people were mean to them. I also always think about that, you know, like think about all the coolest people out there. They've all had like rubbish experiences with humans. So... I find strength in my idols and 
just laughing at it, being able to laugh at it, you know? It's funny, like, don't let it hurt you. Like, it's not really affecting... It's not really fucking affecting me, is it, on my day-to-day life? Um, so I am... Kate Nash, you're listening to Girl Gang FM. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. Um, you can listen on bedrock.fm. You can download the free TuneIn app if you haven't yet. It's a cool app. There's loads of cool other radio shows and podcasts on there. You can also tune in behind the scenes on younow.com forward slash Kate Nash, Girl Gang. Um, I'm going to be like working now on creating my Patreon page and let's build girl gang into an official fucking company that can actually change the world, um, and profit and like create services and jobs. And maybe you could work for girl gang one day. That's exciting to me. Um, fist pump. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, I've like officially run out of things to say, which is like so weird because that never happens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what I should end. How should I end this? Uh... Oh, I know how I'm going to end it. I'm going to play the puppy song by Harry Nilsson because yesterday I almost lost my fucking puppy and I would have, I, 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 when I was driving and sobbing and screaming Stella at this point of, I had this realization that I could like maybe never see her again. And I was like, I'm not going to be alive if that happens. I just can't survive that. It was like an impossible thought. So thank you to the universe, um, for bringing Stella back to me. Thank you, Stella for finding your way home and never fucking do that again. You bitch. Dreams are nothing more than wishes And a wish is just a dream you wish to come true If only I could have a puppy I'd call myself so very lucky Just to have some company
But dreams are nothing more than wishes And a wish is just a dream you wish to come true Whoa, 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 whoa. Dreams are nothing more than wishes And a wish is just a dream you wish to come true Your wish will come true, your wish will come true Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I'll watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I left my home in Georgia, headed for the Frisco Bay. Cause I've had nothing to live for, and look like nothing's gonna come my way. So I'm just gonna sit. On the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Look like nothing's gonna change Everything still remains the same what ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Sitting here resting my bones And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, two thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Darling, you sent me, I know you sent me, darling, you sent me, honest you do, honest you do, honest you do.
infatuation But ooh, it's lasted so Thank you. 